There's power in a trucking on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals podcast. Yes, we are still trucking along with the podcast. And even though we don't have a club still to speak of, there is a lot of soccer in San Diego that we're going to touch upon. Also have some big supporter group business to get to. Um, Like I mentioned, we don't have a club to support. So uh, that's a big decision coming up. And to preview the Congress meeting that will be taking place this week is our producer and member of Locals Congress, John Cross. John, big week. Andrew, how are you doing? Good, good. Ready uh, ready to uh, take the next step, ready to go into the future and, um, uh, you know, whatever that may bring. Right. Yeah, that's certainly some stuff I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later in the podcast. But um, I wanted to ask you, because we had a lot of uh, soccer news from this week, would anything stand out to you from this last week? No no loyal news, really, but any anything soccer-related? Uh, you know, um, uh, I think... Uh, I think we should get to soccer, but I think we should uh, first just uh, acknowledge the the death of the Padres owner today. Um, uh, yes. And uh, kind of get that off the top. Um, so I'm not super plugged in with baseball. It's not really my sport. But I do know that the Padres used to have the lowest payroll in baseball and were terrible. And now they have the highest payroll in baseball. And, well... Last year, they were good. And um, last year's playoff run was the most fun I've had uh, as a, you know, fair weather Padres fan. I'll admit it. Um, Got a lot of ball caps. (laughs) But, you know, uh, that run, that series against the Dodgers, like, I'll I'll never forget uh, not being able to get tickets to the game but still going like to the gas lamp anyway and <laughs> being in that environment. Um, and that's all because of, uh, of M- Mr. Sadler, right? Like, uh, yeah. The team announced today that he's, uh, he, he's died. Right. Uh, died this morning. And that is a huge blow to the San Diego sports community. I mean, definitely if you're a Padres fan and baseball fan and, and, uh, enjoy Padres and baseball, but I think for everybody else, it, it's huge. When when you lose, I, I know in our Discord we have a lot of conversations about billionaires. For anybody's ever seen those threads, but we love them. This this was an owner who seemed from from me also being someone who's not um, a regular attendee to Padres baseball, but 
seemed to get the community, right? And was in touch with the community. And that's what you like to see with an owner. And uh, I have no idea what's going to happen with the Padres moving forward because I don't know enough about the organization. But um, on the surface, that's just has to be a huge blow for the organization, the fans, and of course, his family, right? So I, I don't want to make this just about the sport and baseball, but um, just just a huge blow to San Diego sports. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so um, moving on from the sad news uh, of baseball to the, well, the sad news of soccer <laughs> in San Diego, where our teams, one of them is withered away and the others have lost in the playoffs. Um, so the, uh, of course we talked last week about the wave losing in their conference final. Uh, we did host the NWSL final last week. Who, I, I mean, who won? I don't even know. Uh, Gotham won. New York, there you New go. Jersey. And they're, they're, they're that's, um, that's not even a real city. Like it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Well, I'd like to give a huge shout out to Tiana Jensen, who probably a lot of people don't know, but way back when, when the NC Battalion were around here in San Diego, um, that's when I first started getting involved in, I'll say professional soccer, but it was lower league soccer, where we'd consider loosely division four. They played in the MPSL. And then they migrated to what is now USL2 and became the Southern California Surf um, and played in, in that, which was the PDL at that time. But Tiana Jensen was the director of operations for that team, and she has since gone on and had several jobs in soccer, and I believe is the director of player development over there at Gotham. So a uh, huge shout out to Tiana. I guess she did a good job, team. right? Like they won. She was awesome. I absolutely awesome she held those lower league teams together and did so much work by herself and was only a matter of time before bigger clubs and bigger teams discovered her potential and uh good to see that she's she's working and performing at the highest level so i just wanted to give a huge shout out to her uh, since she started her professional sports career here in San Diego before she, she moved on. Like so many in pro sports, uh, they start here and then they move on. <laughs> move on somewhere else and become successful. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so continue. Let's stay, let's stay with in the women's game and talk about the yeah. new coach of the uh, U.S. women's national team, which I guess they really needed a new coach, right? Yeah, they, they've been without a coach for a while, and I don't think I – mean, I think it would be fair to say that the general consensus was people were not happy with the previous coach, um, and especially with our performance in the last World Cup, but it just seems like we, we weren't as strong as we've been. And I remember seeing some names thrown around of candidates they were looking at, and I was like, mm, they're okay. And then it seemed like out of the blue, they selected Emma Hayes, and I don't think – they could have picked a better coach for the U.S. I, I am absolutely thrilled with this hiring. I could only hope and pray someday we could have the equivalent kind of hire on the men's side. Um, but this is huge. Well, um, one. Does anybody one have any cousins or, or, or brothers or 
brothers-in-law, maybe. I know that the uh, men's side likes to keep things in the family, you know, so uh, maybe we just need the right, you just need the right relative uh, connected with U.S. soccer. Uh, Maybe, maybe somebody's, I uh, I think, has a common ancestor with Pep Guardiola and uh, and he gets tired of that oil money. He'll come and uh, come and work his magic on the U.S. national team. Maybe. Emma Emma Hayes is, I just, that's, that is a, a great hire. I mean, she's a fantastic coach. So I, it'll be exciting because we have, for the first time ever, the Women's Gold Cup will take place. And it's going to take place here in the U.S. in the spring. And they announced the uh, championship match is going to be at Snapdragon. So oh, man. March, a purpose-built. Somewhere around there. Perfect soccer-specific stadium. In a stadium. perfect soccer-specific stadium. Yeah incredible I mean, that's that's about all that's going to be played there <laughs> so okay <laughs> let's let's go into some conspiracy theories okay all right what's the deal with u.s soccer and snapdragon stadium oh i think the obvious conspiracy theory is helping to raise awareness and boost interest to get ready for sdfc but U.S. soccer is a separate entity from MLS. How or why would that be in U.S. soccer's interest, being a separate yeah, on, entity? On paper. <laughs> I mean, didn't didn't They're... Nashville just build like an incredible purpose-built soccer-specific stadium that looks incredible, looks like it has a great atmosphere for, for the sport? Yes, they did. Uh, their shade uh, it's got like the cantilever roof and all the uh, something you might I don't know if you were going to purpose build a soccer specific stadium the kinds of things that you might put into that stadium exist in Nashville now I'm not a Tennessean okay Davy Crockett you know fuck that guy he was history remembers him the wrong way he's been lionized uh by like boomer specific uh tv shows in the the 50s this all goes way back to glossing on the alamo anyway davy crockett came from tennessee failed congressman failed politician a real failure a real loser of a guy who uh found his way to texas but anyway tennessee i don't i don't support them but you know what their stadium I mean, if I was, I don't know, looking for great soccer venues and I'm looking at what's in Nashville, I'm just picking Nashville out of, because I know they have a stadium. Like, I don't know anything about these stadiums, but I know that one. And then I look at Snapdragon, the college football stadium. (laughs) And I'm like, where should I host? I don't know every single uh, event <laughs> on my calendar in the next year. I don't know. Maybe I split them up. Maybe I don't. I don't know. It just, I'm just uh, off on a tangent, I guess, conspiracy, conspiracizing on uh, why we keep getting all these events at a, well, I guess it's, you know, we keep saying it and the answer should be obvious because we have a perfect, perfectly purpose-built soccer specific stadium. I, I think Jeff answered it right here. <laughs> U.S. soccer's interest in Snappy Snap probably has something 
to do with the flow in San Diego? Yeah, something's flowing. That's absolutely yeah. <laughs> for sure. But so, I Gold Cup, the... Women's Gold Cup. It's going to be here. Yeah. On the plus side, we're getting soccer. And we're coming into a stretch just in the U.S. where we have a, a tremendous amount of soccer coming up. Right, We're going to have the Women's Copa America coming up next year. Or, sorry, Gold Cup. And then we're having Copa America also uh, next year. And then... Now I'm forgetting what 2025 is and then 26, the world cup and 28 is going to be the Olympics in LA. I mean, we have just a series of, of years here of international soccer, especially in Southern California. We, we may, I don't know how many games, I guess I should say that we're going to get in San Diego, but just within yeah, no world cup driving games. distance, we're, we're going to get um, quite a few things, but yeah. Probably no World Cup games. I don't know. Maybe Rose Bowl might might sneak back into. You know what? They should. Here. You know what? They should have the dang. Uh, they should host a World Cup game down in Tijuana. Uh, I think that at, at the Cholo Stadium. I mean, maybe they'll finish it if they were to announce. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, incredible. Not Snapdragon though. I don't think. Uh, I don't think their security could could handle a World Cup. That would be a, a bit from much, all the I stuff think. I hear about the security there. They they need some educating before uh, things go, go too far along. Yeah, that, that's going to be hard. So, so yeah, um, and you know there were there was just a gold cup final, or was it the semifinal? Yeah, in in Snapdragon. Right. I know because I was there, and uh, absolutely cooking in the sun. Uh, the, I mean, I've cooked in the sun at Petco Park before and it was unpleasant. I don't know what it is about maybe because it's Mission Valley, right? Like Yeah, I, I think oh, you're not as close to the water. <laughs> my goodness. I that gold cup I mean was just it bad. The the worst like live sporting experience I've ever had. It was miserable. I was just sitting in my seat. I mean I'm not the smallest guy, but I was just I'm not going to paint the picture for the audience. You can imagine <laughs> the moisture. Uh, the uh, Yeah, it was not fun. Um, but hey, at least we're getting all of this soccer here. Uh, these ex opportunities to go and see these players um, who, well, until 2025, their players of their caliber were never going to play here, at least on the men's side. <clears throat> so it, it is a, opportunities to see some uh, really good good games and speaking of some men's players uh, some former loyal players we did hear where grant stoneman is gonna land did you see that at all barcelona i can't believe it he yeah. got the call up <laughs> he's going to rhode island so close because he's going to be with coke out there in rhode island so they saying picked up another loyal player uh, the rumor i've heard don't know if it's accurate at all. But that will not be the last loyal signing, which wouldn't surprise me because Rhode Island's just starting up. They're going to need players, and there's a handful of players who are, you know, available. So I wouldn't be surprised if quite a few players eventually land. Some of them are pretty Island. good, too. Some of them are pretty yeah. good. They play together. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's exactly what you do. If you're Rhode Island, you're like, okay, how many of these players can I just plopped into my team right now 
who can I afford? And if you're ever uh, really want to know what's going on with all the loyal players, you know, the most recent ones we had from team four here all the way back to team one, if you haven't seen yet in discord, uh, Corbin Williams has done a fantastic job on this thread of the loyal uh, player tracker. So if you haven't seen that channel yet, go in there and he's helping all of us stay up to date and keep every all the information updated for where all our, I'll call them current for the ones who just finished, but current and past loyal players, uh, where they are, where they've been, and where where they're going to end up. So if you like that kind of minutia of detail and following those players, go check out that channel if you haven't had a chance in Discord. Some really exciting, I think, uh, there's some players from Loyal, at least one, I mean, more than one, but I, I think there's some very exciting things coming uh, for some of these players, um, some exciting opportunities, and um I, I can't wait to see uh, where people land because I think there's going to be some, some, a lot more to come. Right. Right. And then if we stick with USL, we of course had the championship match. Any, any thoughts about the championship match here? I thought I the season ended in. a few weeks ago, right? The USL season. <laughs> Did they keep playing yeah, games was... after loyal loss? I mean, I, I assume so. Right. They did. And and I know you know, and for anybody who's been in a cave and didn't know, Phoenix finally, eventually won their championship. Um, there was a lot of discussion in Discord about that. I don't have cable, so I just put on Fote Mob and I forgot about the game, actually. And then I came in, I was like, oh, they're still playing. Oh, they're going to penalty kicks. So I just was watching the Fote Mob app and I'm reading through the the ticker to kind of see that, you know, Phoenix once again like ties it up late. It's like it's been their whole playoff run. Um, and then I saw Charleston scored, you know, the first two penalty kick goals. And I went and did something. And I came back and I saw that Charleston had missed their second two penalty kick goals. And it was going like to that last kick. And then I was waiting to see the result, and all of a sudden the match statistics popped up. And I was like, PKs are such, can I just say, it's bullshit. Why don't you just flip a fucking coin? <laughs> like, you might as well. It's such a bullshit way to decide a champion. And I think even if you are on the winning side of one, you've got to kind of be like, yeah, I mean, you could have flipped a coin, I guess. But <clears throat> there have been some very thrilling, I will say, I'm going to put an asterisk on this because I think it was a year ago. Maybe two years ago, um, my concept of time is warped, but there was a, uh, the, not the Champions League, but the Euro League, the Europa League, right? The, the one below Champions League. They had a final that went to PKs and it went like all the way, like to the goalies having to kick. To the goalkeepers, yeah. It was incredible. Okay, that was good. If you do that every time, I'm in, but. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the deciding on on PKs. It's just too it's too much to chance and I mean, I guess you got to the game's got to end at some point and you just keep playing like you can't just keep playing right. forever. No, unfortunately, you you cannot. <laughs> That's why they should bring back the golden goal. 
or or make them do the old mls uh style penalty kicks 35 yard shootouts do it like hockey yeah yeah let's just just mix it up i mean look the nba is doing an in-season tournament like the nba is not afraid to experiment with stuff like ah let's just mix it up do something crazy why not one season golden goal let's go the nba is taking their cues from world soccer to do a league-wide in-season tournament I like it. I'm 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 into it. I don't know. Yeah. I I think it's gonna I, I think I imagine it will stick. I don't think it's gonna be a one off. I think there's there's gonna be it just as we know from soccer around the world, it generates more interest because mm-hmm. you might have a team that that thrives in the tournament just like we see in the open cup. You may get a team <clears> that isn't doing so hot in their league they're maybe not going to challenge to win the title or in in the u.s a supporter shield type title but you know they might be able to pull in a trophy through the open cup because they have a good run of form there so I, I think it generates some some additional interest during the season besides just the league play or mostly what it's play. done is it's given people a reason to talk about nba regular season basketball in november which is when you have an 82 game season is always a challenge competing against the nfl so i guess that it's already achieved its purpose because we're talking about it on our on our soccer supporter on our soccer podcast yeah (laughs) Uh, speaking of podcasts i wanted to ask you for those who didn't see it uh, we had a lounge episode last week and we had a special guest on there james stout which you had arranged and brought on i just wanted to get now that it's been a week your thoughts about uh about that that lounge episode sorry you you froze for a second i (laughs) yeah the okay um so yeah i I thought it would i mean i could have talked to to james for for much longer Uh, i thought that uh, all of his insight into uh some of the history of not just supporters but into the game itself and how some of these uh groups and these fan cultures evolved was really informative um and especially you know juxtaposed to the the game in in america and like why we want it to be a certain way and why it's not quite and the reasoning behind some of the stuff that uh, goes on kind of behind the scenes with with supporters I thought was um, just really really uh, great and it's something that I hope that everybody who is part of the supporter community um, not even just in San Diego but I think that supporters from any club in the states um, could take something away from that interview i thought it was it was really uh i thought he just had so much knowledge and and so much to share it was really nice to hear that was good i'd I'd love to have him back on at some point um he did offer up a bunch of books have you picked up any of those books or you started reading any of them i haven't i haven't i am uh you know i'm embarrassed to say not embarrassed but I mentioned it on the podcast before, but I am playing Starfield right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> taking up your free time. time is, you know, uh, sucked into that game. But eventually I will get bored of it and get back to my my reading, which is listening to audiobooks, which is the way I read nowadays. Right. I think a lot of people do that just uh, time. 
you know, to be able to squeeze that that kind of thing in when you're doing other activities. It's great uh, for like me know. doing dishes, doing laundry. Like that's when I listen the, to my podcast. Yeah. The housework is when, yeah, the having an audiobook really I seem to clean a lot more when I'm got like a good book to listen to. So right. <clears throat> um well when you're ready, let me know. We'll uh I'll I'll read it with you. Maybe we can do a a book talk or something. All right. It's yeah, like, yeah. I definitely want to read the to, the to one that he it. recommended, the uh thirteen twelve, right? Is that the one? Right. Uh <clears throat> that's the one I wanna I wanna get. Yeah. All right. I think that's so, kind of our most of our recap stuff. Uh oh now we can get quick to announcements. The good stuff. Oh, let's do the announcements the and then stuff. we'll get to the good stuff. Um, just a quick couple reminders. The shop is closing. I think everybody knows this, but it's a everything must go sale this Saturday. So 12 to 5, I believe, are the times. It's the information's all on Discord, but Man. final chance to pick up anything if I don't know. Somebody what's wants left. to pick me up a little file cabinet. I really need a little, like the two drawer stack. Like a two drawer. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be in, in Phoenix. I'm not going to be able to be here. So if anybody oh, happens. You're celebrating the championship. <laughs> no, my kid is playing in a <laughs> showcase for three days. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Returning to, to the land of the, well, the risen sun, the. The beating sun. I don't know how hot it's going to be, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. The the little the two drawer. I know I saw one in a picture from in the office. I was like, man, this might be my chance to get me a file cabinet. I'm so disorganized, but anyway, um, we'll put a button in that. Yeah. So if anybody, I'm I'm sure there's going to be a few people down there, even if they're not buying anything I, i've heard chatter about people just showing up just to hang out and do final goodbyes so um, keep that in mind if you're free on saturday from 12 to 5 but also unfortunately we have another uh everything must go sale and that's for second chance beer company at uh, their carmel mountain ranch and i believe north park locations um definitely their carmel mountain ranch location i know there's information again in discord and that's coming up over the next week. I don't have all the information in front of me. Uh, if you weren't aware, Second Chance Beer Company was our partner who helped us out with Man of the Match, and they provided the beer for the growlers um, all this season, and I think a little bit into last season. Um, I can't remember when it officially started, but um, we really huge shout out and thank you to them for partnering with us. They gave us space to paint. TIFOs before. Um, they've been fantastic partners with for us, and it's really sad to see them having to shut down because they're, you know, like so many places, leases are coming up, and when they come up, the price the landlords are charging are outrageous. So, or they can get more money for someone else moving in or something, and it's uh, <clears throat> it, it's sad to see them have you to know, close shop. It's really a shame of um, of the breweries in San Diego that remain. Like, it's a shame that good ones like Second Chance aren't making it, and that making like good beer isn't good enough uh, to survive in the market right now. Um, so, <clears throat> when I started, like 
in my like career path or whatever. Like I used to write about the beer industry in San Diego while it was still on its way up. And so like every other weekend I was going to a new brewery that had just opened and like writing about it or interviewing the owners and stuff. And I got to go to Denver in 2016 for GABF. Um, and it was one where, um, one of the many where second chance won a gold medal for their, um, their Porter, right Their Um, Oh gosh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but their, their Porter, right. It's like one of the best, I think maybe it's a Brown Porter. Um, Tabula Rasa, that one. Um, it's one, I don't know how many gold medals at GABF, just truly the best example of that beer in this country. And it's not even like a special release beer for them. It's one that they just make constantly. It's a production beer. Um, <clears throat> super nice. Uh, I got to interview uh, after, the, after they won, and it was just a great experience. You know, everybody was obviously celebrating and, in a good mood and uh you know it's just the way that the industry has uh boomed and then to see its current state of collapse with you know uh you know forget the big ones like stone and, and modern times who who got maybe too big too fast uh but like breweries like second chance that really were like great examples of like entrepreneurial like san diego beer like the brewer that opens their own brewery type of of model uh one of the best and and it's really a shame to to see them go and yeah the uh the market's brutal i mean i don't drink as much beer as i used to either so i'm guilty i'm one of them yeah that's Definitely sad news, um, but on some happier news and for a group that's doing positive things in the community, Chavos is uh, doing, I believe, year four of their turkey drive and still looking for, I think they're in their last couple of days of soliciting donations so they can purchase their turkeys and get them all ready uh, for their giveaway that they do out in the community. So if you would like to help that out, I believe there's still a couple more days left. Again, information is in Discord. Contact Adrian at Chavos. Um, probably deal with him more directly to make sure to get those donations. <clears throat> it's out super to simple. Him. You just Venmo him straight up. Just Ven Venmo him uh, whatever you can yeah. and afford. Um, if you can't or or you're unable to actually bring uh, donations uh, to the the food drive, um, it's not a it's a food giveaway. They're not doing a food drive, but. I know like right. last year we brought, I brought a bunch of stuff over there, but uh, you know, if you can shoot them a few bucks, then they can obviously get that stuff themselves. I was there, I think in year two um, and did some filming and interviews and they, um, it was great to see out there in the community. And a lot of people, I'm sure it might be different now in year four, but a lot of people just didn't, didn't know and weren't sure. And as people found out, more people came in. They gave away so many turkeys. Austin Guerrero showed up just out of the blue and then just started helping out, helping pass out turkeys. And uh, it was great to see players show up and um, always great to see a supporter group get back out in the community and give back. So 
Um, if there's any way you can help them, they've they've established this as one of their big things that they do annually along with their back to school <coughs> drive. Um, so if you have any ability or opportunity, uh, please help them out and uh, hopefully they'll have another successful drive this this Thanksgiving season. If you want to hang out, I think it's at Border X. So right there in, in Logan. So uh, very close, yeah, where they are. Fun place to hang out. I, I thought they were at Border X this year. I know last year they were at a house across the street. I don't know if they're doing the same spot this year. Yeah, I don't know. I think the second year they were at that same house. Okay. If I remember, but it was like right across from, yeah. practically right across from Border X. There. Yeah. It's fun. You just hang out, have a couple of beers. People walk by, come chat. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's all our, our news and stuff. For now it's now it's our 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 big thing. I think we're ready okay. to talk about um, well I mean all of this buildup. Are we announcing something on this show, John? Well, no, we're not. <laughs> oh okay. We're announcing but... that there's gonna be a conversation about what to announce happening tomorrow. Kind of. I there <clears throat> You know, after the last podcast, or right before the last podcast, we had the results of the survey, and we talked about those on the last podcast. And then um, there was a lot of conversation with Congress and leadership, because we have a meeting this week, so it's on Wednesday for us as we're recording this. It's tomorrow night. Uh, and looking at, because our, our plan always was to do three surveys, and then uh, make a decision and we're kind of gearing towards early-ish December um, but we had a lot of conversation this week and we between the first two surveys we got a lot of good information and we think we might be out of place to as leadership have some more serious discussions on Wednesday night uh, and maybe depending how the conversations go offer a proposal um maybe something out to the membership to consider so while we've been a bit rudderless for these last few weeks and we've been um polling our membership and thank you to everyone who's participated and given feedback we're, we're at the point i think now um it's time to, to yank start the tooth firming out. up it's some time to rip the bandaid off pull the scab yeah, yeah time to rip the bandaid so i think we should at congress tomorrow have some serious conversations about some options and and maybe depending how those conversations go you know before the week is out might have some kind of proposal to put out to people to to consider right and, and maybe get feedback rather than this generic feedback that we're doing something more concrete and specific why not just why not just uh decide and say here's this like i i and, and this is i'm I'm being kind of funny but sure. i'm also being kind of serious right like it, it, it's like we did the one survey and then we did the other survey and we're getting collecting information but like putting out some ideas to consider it's just like just make a decision already <laughs> well right i i think i mean this is the hard thing right this is mm -hmm. you want to do it right I, that's the biggest thing. You you want to do it right and take as many people's input as possible and listen listen to what people are actually saying and try to find. I'll say the best solution moving forward, but 
to me, I mean, the best solution is one that keeps as much of the group together as possible, because that seemed to be the strongest reaction in all our surveys. People, well, there was also a strong reaction for trusting leadership to, to, to make the decision. Right. And, <laughs> and ultimately, ultimately, leadership has to make the decision, just the way our bylaws were. I mean, it, it ultimately has to be leadership, but rather than leadership just picking something and going, which we could have done weeks ago, right? That wanted to get this input to get a better feeling of where the group is. And um, frankly, I would have, well, if you would have asked me in the immediate aftermath, I would have been all for um, a supporter run team. And I still, that holds a strong place in my heart. I think it's something that we have complete control over. In theory, I love the idea, but with the structure of U.S. soccer and the way things work in our country, there is automatically a ceiling. Like, there's no way we could take that team high up our, and I'll loosely call it a pyramid in this country, <clears throat> right? So there's, as nice as it sounds, that we could have total control and put things together in our own team and build it up from the lower leagues and move up. We can only do that so much because the structure of U.S. soccer just doesn't allow it. And once you get to a certain point, a community can't own a team. It's against our professional league standards, right? So, you know, the more I was the one on my own kind of went and investigated that quite heavily and as much as, again, it still holds a place in my heart that I would love to do it, I love the idea around it, in a practical sense, it's unbelievably difficult. It, it would not work like you see it work sometimes in Europe where a Phoenix club comes up and and where they separate from an ownership group, you know, and start their own club and work their AFC way AFC Wimbledon, right? Like something like that? Exactly. Yeah. So it just, there are logistical hurdles in the U.S. that make that incredibly diff difficult to do. So to get back to your other point, though, I, I think even on leadership, we had, I'd say we had a lot of different opinions. But I think after these surveys now have come out and we've had a lot of back-channel discussions in Slack, I think... Oh, it sounds we're like y'all starting... were violating the Brown Act there, uh, John. <laughs> We, we're having, um, I'm not sure how exactly. Um, Bronic violations. Uh, <clears throat> it's not an agenda so, item. I don't know if uh, more than two members can discuss something that will be put on the agenda um, in accordance with the Brown Act. But I'm, I'm just, it's, uh, the, the locals are not beholden to the Brown Act. I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but in, in talking about it, I think people are more, more and more people are kind of coalescing around some some bigger ideas. So hopefully at Congress tomorrow, we can, I mean, my hope is we can come up with something we can agree on as leadership and put it out to members, say, okay, here's what we think. And just maybe even a loose thumbs up, thumbs down and, you know, and see where we are. I'm I'm pretty confident in 
with the survey results and at least one of the proposals that has been put forward um it i i don't see it being having huge sticking points because we we kind of need a direction and then kind of work out the details also a little bit as we go um because as you've made a comments repeatedly we're a little bit rudderless right now and we need as to, long as when the we, decision is made i want to see steve sitting behind the table and he just pulls out a hat and puts it on his head like uh college signing day <laughs> do the reveal just declare <laughs> for uh whatever uh whatever the club is, is going to be supported if that's the route we go something like that i think would be uh theatrical enough for for my taste i think something like that would be nice and, and i think what we learned in the survey is it's a little broader than just picking a team there are strong feelings about you know being supportive of soccer in san diego and actually oh, yeah. speaking of that I, there's one announcement i forgot i, so have, I have strong feelings about uh supporting soccer in san diego <laughs> too but i mean that's me as an individual the entire supporters right. group that takes time and effort and money and organization and volunteers right and that's and that's the other thing it it takes time whatever however you pivot there are things it, as much as people enjoy an off season i there's still things that need to be done to get ready for the next season so um hopefully at congress we will have some some discussions and uh my goal is to hopefully we come out of there with a a plan um and then if, if we do there's an outside chance that we could talk about it on a special thursday podcast but we may just i, I don't know we have to wait and see because we're not going to have a podcast next week because of the thanksgiving break so you know it depends it really depends what happens at the meeting on wednesday right well, so. if if we can't do Thursday, I don't know. We might need to. May, I mean, we could pre-record something if, if you're going to be gone Tuesday. I feel like my fear is that the people who consume this podcast via either streaming or listening on podcasts, I feel like the longer we go from the the death of loyal from burying our club, right the more people are going to drop off and lose interest in maintaining contact with this community because the thing that the common ground that binds our community together is, is gone. And unless you like, you know, bitching about billionaires on discord, there's not a, a, as, you know what I mean? Like the, the thing that right. the glue, um, the glue's gone. So I feel like time is the enemy, right? Like, <clears throat> Like as soon as we hit Thanksgiving holiday, it's like people check out like for the year. Right. I mean, I I've got all kinds of stuff coming up that I'm gonna be focused on, and and <clears throat> I would I would I don't have a vote. I'm not a member of Congress or leadership or anything. But if I did have a vote, I do have a little bit of a platform, right, to kind of lobby for for um for what I think, right? But I think if we can do something i'm gonna i'm flying out on thursday but if we can do if you can't do put a pod together thursday we can figure something out uh to to put out early next week even if it means pre-recording something 
yeah, I'm sure we can do something. Again, a lot of it depends what actually happens at our meeting. Um, but again, I am hopeful we can come out with some kind of plan to have a direction moving forward so that we can we we can stop the collection of information and start moving and and frankly whatever we choose we know whatever we choose some people will will choose to go a different direction i mean that's inevitable because what brought us all together no longer exists so however the group pivots and frankly i'm not sure I will be involved with the group depending where it pivots and um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I might, I, I don't might believe not. you, John. I'm going to say, I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Yeah. You love this. You love this. The, yeah, the soccer I world. I could do also. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, <clears throat> I enjoy it. I, as I told everyone in Congress, my big goal was to finish out this year and try to help this transition whether i'm a part of the transition or not depends on what we eventually decide tomorrow night um, or, or part of what happens after the transition but i will see the transition through to make sure like wherever the group decides to go it gets off on a strong footing in that direction um and then we'll see so i i hopefully we can have something to talk about in a couple of days and um We'll, we'll see what happens at the meeting. Okay. So <clears throat> stand by to stand by, right? That's, that's the, the yeah. message. So I'm sorry if I, uh, if I edged y'all too much in the beginning, uh, there's no payoff in this episode. The announcement is that <laughs> they're going to talk about it tomorrow at Congress and a decision. Yeah, but I think more be... than talk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think more than just talk about it. I mean, to do to use the usl pro rel thing we're not going to just talk about to see if there's something i think there's i think there's some serious talk to make a proposal at the meeting and vote okay. on. okay well um best of luck to everybody uh, at that meeting um i'm glad i don't have to be there because yeah it doesn't sound like a lot of fun so <laughs> good luck everybody <clears throat> As long as the the decision you come to is the uh, the one that I support, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see, right? <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that's everything for this show. Uh, next time we get together, we're going to have some sort of announcement. Um, for real, next time. I I think we will. Yes. All right. Okay. So um, just keep an eye on discord, keep it on the social on socials. Um, if we do decide to do an emergency pod, that's where it will be announced and we will see you then. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye.